Welcome to the Tech Meme Right Home for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Facebook has a new feature, Link History. But why are they doing this and why now? I'm actually asking. A look at those jockeying to get ahead of a Bitcoin ETF. The next Galaxy event is official. A look at the big AI player we seldom talk about. And a look at the AI influencers who are flooding social media. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Facebook has rolled out what it calls Link History, which creates a repository of all the links clicked by a user on the Facebook mobile app. The company promotes Link History as a convenient tool allowing users to easily access their browsing history. You have the option to disable this, and if deactivated, Facebook assures that the accumulated Link History will be erased within about 90 days. Now, Facebook has always been tracking the links you click. Most websites and apps do, but this is the first time Facebook has provided users with some degree of transparency and control over a specific aspect of what it tracks. Essentially, Meta is now seeking user consent for a form of tracking it has been conducting for years. And that's what's interesting, because they do explicitly say, quote, when you allow link history, we may use your information to improve your ads across Meta technologies. Quoting Gizmodo, Link history creates a confusing new regime that establishes privacy settings that don't apply if you access Facebook outside of the Facebook app. If you log into Facebook on a computer or a mobile browser instead, link history doesn't protect you. In fact, you can't see the link history page at all if you're looking at Facebook on your laptop. It's also not clear how far the link history protections go. Gizmodo asks Meta whether Facebook creates any other records of the links you click on that aren't called link history? The company did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Adding to the confusion, Meta tracks things you're doing on other parts of the internet in a similar but unrelated way. To participate in Meta's advertising networks, millions of companies add a tracking tool called the Meta Pixel to their websites. This sends Meta details about your activity when you're not using Meta's products whatsoever, even if you don't have an account on Facebook or Instagram. A 2022 investigation by The Markup found at least 30% of popular websites use the Meta Pixel." End quote. This is just a weird thing to do, a weird time to do it. Meta's gotten a lot of goodwill lately, so this sort of reminds people of what they don't like or don't trust about Meta. So why do it? I'm not actually sure, and I couldn't find anything this morning where someone had cracked the reasons why. Is the opting in for a new feature thing the key here? I'm not a lawyer, but does this get them ahead of those new laws in Colorado and California or the various European tracking regimes? Speaking of getting ahead of things, one of the theories I mentioned yesterday about the rise of the price of Bitcoin recently is, you know, traders getting ahead of the official rollout of potential spot Bitcoin ETFs. There's an old saw on Wall Street, buy the rumor, sell the news. But it's not just traders who want to position themselves for any announcement about ETFs. Fortune says Fidelity and other spot Bitcoin ETF issuers are jockeying for an early advantage to attract investors to these products ahead of the rumor that approval to launch ETFs might come as soon as January 10th. Quote, in late December, two of the major issuers, Fidelity and Galaxy Invesco, released details on their fees, while a slew of issuers named authorized participants, setting the stage for a battle to gain crucial early mover status. As issuers file updates to their applications, the details of how the ETFs will function has come into focus. For weeks, the predominant question has focused on the model of redemption that issuers will follow. 
ETFs or exchange-traded funds function with the help of institutional investors called authorized participants who can create or redeem individual shares in the fund as part of an arbitrage system that keeps the price of the ETF shares close to the value of the underlying asset. While most ETFs hold traditional stocks or bonds, which are simple for authorized participants to buy and sell, a Bitcoin ETF presents a more challenging model. Rather than having authorized participants buy or receive Bitcoin directly from the issuer, the in-kind model, the SEC pushed issuers to follow a cash model which would put the onus of Bitcoin buying and selling on the issuer, reflecting the agency's reluctance to allow broker-dealers to handle Bitcoin. In updated filings from December 29th, Fidelity, Galaxy Invesco, Wisdom Tree, Valkyrie, and BlackRock all listed the first authorized participants that they will work with. Fidelity and Wisdom Tree both named Jane Street Capital, a secretive trading firm that previously employed FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, BlackRock, and Galaxy Invesco a partnership between the crypto firm run by Mike Novogratz and the traditional investment management company, both named J.P. Morgan and Virtue as market-making firm. Valkyrie named Jane Street and Cantor Fitzgerald. More critically, two of the issuers released details on the fees that they will charge investors for the ETF, a key element that could determine the most popular options in a crowded field. Invesco Galaxy announced that it would waive fees for its first six months of operation and for the first $5 billion in assets held, followed by a 0.59% fee. Fidelity announced its fee would be 0.39%. Eric Balchanas, a senior ETF analyst for Bloomberg, predicted on X that BlackRock would set its fee at 0.47%, end quote. I'm getting you ahead of the news on this one. Samsung does officially plan to hold its next Galaxy Unpacked event on January 17th at 10 a.m. Pacific time in San Jose to showcase new mobile devices and Galaxy AI, quoting PC Mag. The company says it will show off, quote, the newest additions to the Galaxy mobile device portfolio. In its teaser video, the company goes a step further and explicitly states that Galaxy AI is coming. So get ready for some form of on-device Samsung-developed artificial intelligence. To drum up interest ahead of the event, Samsung plans to once again let people in the U.S. receive a $50 credit if they reserve one of the new Galaxy phones on its website or via the Samsung app between January 2nd and 16th. No payment is required. Just provide your name and email address and you can redeem the $50 credit once you place an official pre-order. For months, rumors have suggested that Samsung will announce the Galaxy S24 in January, and it appears those reports are on point. In recent years, Samsung refreshed the Galaxy S series in February, so it's pushing its next-gen phones a little earlier than usual. The Galaxy S24 Ultra is expected to have a titanium frame, which will surely draw comparisons to the similarly outfitted Apple iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max. Recently, a leaker by the name of Mystery Lupin published what looks like the ad copy for retailers that describes the new S24 line. The text says the S24 Plus and Ultra models will be able to take advantage of AI to move or remove items in pictures and fill in empty spaces using generative edit. This sounds a lot like features that launched on the Google Pixel 8 line last year. Other reports suggest the Samsung phone app will add a live translation feature so two people who don't speak each other's languages can have a conversation. Ice Universe also reports that the S24 Ultra may be able to record video in 4K at an astounding 120 frames per second, but warns that the feature is in the testing phase and may not be available at launch, end quote. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. 
The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation, where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that's had its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months or worse. That laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride. Real talk. 52% of men over 40 experience some form of ED between the ages of 40 and 70. But it's always been a taboo topic. Thankfully, HIMSS is changing that by providing affordable access to ED treatment all online. HIMSS provides access to clinically proven generic alternatives to Viagra and Cialis, up to 95% cheaper with options as low as $2 per dose. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Answer a series of questions on their site and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. No insurance needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash ride. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash ride for your personalized ED treatment options. Hims.com slash ride. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. When we've been discussing the big AI model platforms like OpenAI and Anthropic and others who are raising big money from investors and often from big tech platforms, one name hasn't gotten a lot of mention, at least on this show, and that's MidJourney. And that's odd, because chances are, if you've seen AI-generated art and images floating around the internet, it probably came from MidJourney. So why do we never hear about them doing a big raise? Quoting Parmi Olson in Bloomberg, MidJourney is a San Francisco-based AI startup that in its 17-month existence, has carried out no marketing, raised not a cent from venture capitalists, but is making $200 million in annual revenue and has become one of the most powerful tools for generating remarkably real AI, quote, photos. Fake snaps of President Trump getting arrested and Pope Francis in a white puffer jacket confused internet users and went viral earlier this year and were generated on MidJourney. The company has now released a new version that can do this with even more realism. Having previously insisted that he doesn't like fake photos, MidJourney founder David Holtz finds himself steering a tool created for artists that's also being exploited by propagandists. That's the trajectory of a kind of classic AI innovator, one who couldn't resist making their system more powerful at the price of their own standards. MidJourney did not respond to multiple requests for comment or for an interview with Holtz. Holtz grew up in Florida, where he carried out advanced science experiments as a kid, shooting paper airplanes at 160 miles per hour down a homemade wind tunnel, for example, before juggling interests in design and math in higher education. 
He co-founded Leap Motion in 2008, a startup that made a USB device the size of an iPod that allowed you to control a computer program with hand gestures. Holtz was more than a decade too early with his idea, and he stuck it out to his detriment. After spurning a takeover bid from Apple in 2013 for hundreds of millions of dollars, Leap Motion dropped in value. Holtz finally sold it to a British firm in 2019 for $30 million. Undeterred, he founded MidJourney in 2021, eventually turning it into an independent research lab that would, quote, expand the imaginative powers of the human species, end quote. In interviews with Forbes and The Register in 2022, Holtz described how MidJourney was a space for people to, quote, make beautiful things. He built the tool on an algorithm from OpenAI, and in the spring and summer of 2022, several months before OpenAI wowed the world with DALL-E 2, Holtz released his own early versions of MidJourney, a tool that could conjure digital art from text prompts. His customers paid around $10 to $60 a month to use the tool, accessing it through public chat rooms on the app Discord. It could have all ended there, except Holtz had the gold dust every Silicon Valley entrepreneur craves. Connections. He picked up several renowned advisors, including Nat Friedman, the CEO of coding site GitHub, who purchased thousands of AI chips this year for startups to exploit. These chips, known as GPUs, are critical to keeping ahead in the race to build AI. With help from his network, Holtz amassed an enormous collection of GPUs, as many as 10,000 roughly the number estimated to train ChatGPT to make mid-journey's models smarter and faster. All that computing power translated into jaw-dropping improvements in version 5 of Midjourney, released in March 2023. When users asked it for photorealistic images of people, everything from skin texture to facial features were much more realistic, while reflections, shadows, and lighting were also more true to life. Version 6, released on December 20th, generates faces with even more startling detail with skin pores and texture that make them virtually indistinguishable from real photos. It took eight months for MidJourney to release version 6, a noticeably long time compared to the quicker releases of previous versions, which came two to four months apart. Holtz may be struggling to get the AI chips he needs, or he could be grappling with the responsibilities of opening such an influential tool to the public mere months before a presidential election." End quote. Finally today, since we're on AI from the Financial Times, a look at the rise of AI-generated virtual influencers, with some of these AI bots charging thousands of dollars to promote products, leading to concerns from human influencers who fear, well, who fear AI taking their jobs. Quote, pink-haired Aitana Lopez is followed by more than 200,000 people on social media. She posts selfies from concerts and her bedroom while tagging brands such as Hair Care Line, Olaplex, and lingerie giant Victoria's Secret. Brands have paid about $1,000 a post for her to promote their products on social media, despite the fact that she is entirely fictional. Aitana is a virtual influencer created using artificial intelligence tools, one of the hundreds of digital avatars that have broken into the growing $21 billion content creator economy. Their emergence has led to worry from human influencers. Their income is being cannibalized and under threat from digital rivals. That concern is shared by people in more established professions that their livelihoods are under threat from generative AI, technology that can spew out human-like text, images, and code in seconds. But those behind the hyper-realistic AI creations argue they are merely disrupting an overinflated market. We were taken aback by the skyrocketing rates influencers charge nowadays. That got us thinking, what if we just create our own influencer, said Diana Nunez, co-founder of the Barcelona-based agency The Clueless, which created Aitana. 
The rest is history. We unintentionally created a monster, a beautiful one, though, end quote. Over the past few years, there have been high-profile partnerships between luxury brands and virtual influencers, including Kim Kardashian's makeup line KKW Beauty with Nunuri and Louis Vuitton with Ayayi. Instagram analysis of an H&M advert featuring virtual influencer Kuki found that it reached 11 times more people and resulted in a 91% decrease in cost per person remembering the advert compared with a traditional ad. It's not influencing purchase like a human influencer would, but it is driving awareness, favorability, and recall for the brand, said Becky Owen, a global chief marketing and innovation officer at Billion Dollar Boy and former head of Meta's creator innovations team. Brands have been quick to engage with virtual influencers as a new way to attract attention while reducing costs. Influencers themselves have a lot of negative associations related to being fake or superficial, which makes people feel less concerned about the concept of that being replaced with AI or virtual influencers, said Rebecca McGrath, Associate Director for Media and Technology at Mintel. For a brand, they have total control versus a real person who comes with potential controversy, their own demands, their own opinions, McGrath added. Human influencers contend that their virtual counterparts should have to disclose that they are not real, however. What freaks me out about these influencers is how hard it is to tell they're fake, said Danae Mercer, a content creator with more than 2 million followers. Although the clueless discloses Aitana is fake through the hashtag AI model in her profile on Instagram, many others do not do so or use vague terms such as hashtag digital influencer. One of the first virtual influencers, Lil Mikella, charges up to hundreds of thousands of dollars for any given deal and has worked with Burberry, Prada, and Givenchy. Although AI is used to generate content for Little Michaela, the team behind the creation, quote, strongly believe the storytelling behind virtual creations cannot be fully replicated by generative AI, said Ridhima Khan, vice president of business development at Dapper Labs, who oversees Little Michaela's partnerships, end quote. Thanks for the feedback on that video segment I tested out yesterday on YouTube. If and when I do another one, I'll take your notes into account. Talk to you tomorrow.